0: Good morning, happy Monday. This is the Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood podcast. I am Brita Wallace, and you are tuning in for Monday morning prayer. So I have to tell you, um, I almost did not do prayer again this morning um, because I am exhausted. Can anybody else relate? Mamas, it is Monday. I'm happy it is Monday. I'm happy everybody is where they're supposed to be again. If you're having deja vu and you were here last Monday, it's because I probably said something similar last Monday. Uh, My oldest came down with the same exact thing um, that my little guy had and was complaining of his neck hurting on Tuesday, which was concerning because, um, you know, he had a. He, well, Tuesday, we didn't really, you know, it was like close to bedtime and he was like, my neck hurts. And we thought, okay, like maybe, you know, him and his brother, they rough house and stuff. So we thought maybe he just, I don't know, slept wrong or like, you know, we made sure he could move it and everything and seemed to be fine. Said the whole thing hurt. So we were like, okay, just get some rest. Didn't have a fever yet. Wednesday, he went to school. Nothing was wrong with him. Um, didn't look sick, didn't. Um, complain about anything Wednesday when he had gotten up and then he came off the bus and he was just usually he has like this big cheese smile when he gets off the bus Um, and he's like running towards the house and he's always wanting to tell me you know something about his day or something that happened and he's always like super excited and talking my ear off and uh, this day he's just gets off the bus he's really, really mopey. When he gets close to me, I'm like, buddy, are you okay? And um, he said, I just woke up. And I'm like, really? This kid has not napped since he was 16 months old, which I used to get a lot of um, judgment for. (laughs) It's a story for another time. Um, But he's not a napper. He still got the same amount of sleep, let me just say, uh, to speak into that. I was fighting with him Um, it was a battle, like a three hour battle to get him to nap. And then he would nap for 30 to 45 minutes and then be up. And I was exhausted, not getting anything done. And then at bedtime, it was the same exact thing. And that's not even an exaggeration. So I literally was like, I'm not saying like, I don't want to say fighting. I'm just trying to think of some other way to say that, but it was a fight to get him down. Um, And then at night it would be Another fight to get him down for close to three hours or over three hours again. So six hours of my day or more, I am fighting a battle to get this kid to sleep. And I was losing my mind. Okay. I just was like, this is crazy. Um, so, and it was exhausting and I couldn't do anything else. I stopped doing that. I tried to do that for a few months. I don't even remember how long. Thank you God. You forget uh just <laughs> like the really nitty-gritty hard parts of life, especially in early motherhood, um makes you want to do it again, right? When you can forget some of those things. So I stopped fighting the nap and he was fine. He didn't need it. Um and then after dinner, he would go to bed shortly after, um, around like 6, thirty, fifteen 15 minutes, go to sleep, and he would sleep over 12 hours, so he was getting sufficient amount of sleep. The amount of sleep that was required for his age, it was just all in one shot, and that's how he functioned, um, and That was okay. I'm like, he's getting enough sleep. I'm trained to know how much sleep he needs. Um, Not that you can't find that information online, but he's getting the right amount of sleep that he needs for his age. And I'm good. I'm good with it. The battle is over. This is his thing. He's never been a napper. If he's napping, something's wrong with him. So I was like, "Uh uh-oh, right? Because he fell asleep on the bus. And uh, then I like said, hey, come here and let me just give you a hug. Because he like, was just really, really out of it. And um, I could tell that his in his eyes, I was like, oh, this boy's getting sick. So then he just said, well, I just want to lay down on the couch. Also not like him. He wants a snack as soon as he walks in the house. Did not ask for a snack. He wants to lay down. Um, I had to run out. I don't even remember where or why. Uh, just for into town for a minute. Um, And by the time I had come back, this was a few hours after he had gotten home from school. The rest of us ate dinner. He didn't eat uh, anything. And he had come down with a high fever. So that's kind of how it started. He was out for the count um, until... Saturday was when his fever broke. He's not a hundred percent, but well enough to go to school. um fever's gone. you know he's not having like terrible symptoms anymore. He's a lingering cough, and his throat's bothering him a bit still from being um from coughing so <clears throat> i am exhausted. you know, you have kids, and we all go through this as moms. I'm not the only one that's like, "Oh my goodness." I am dealing with this and you have no idea what I'm going through because it's so not true. We all who are moms know what it's like to have a sick kid and then to have another, it's like like a domino effect, right? A lot of times when one is sick, then the next one gets sick and the more kids you have, it just like kind of goes through this, uh, it knocks down another one, unfortunately, Um, And as they get older, it doesn't happen as much depending on what it is, but it's that time of year you're all stuck inside um, and the air is dry and there's just more, uh, there's just more circumstances where these viruses hang on and seem to not want to let go and you know, it's the gift that keeps on giving, right? (laughs) It's the one we don't want is sickness. But I have been feeling on and off sick since my little one got sick. I'm definitely fighting it. I'm grateful that it's not as bad as either of them, um, especially because I'm pregnant. So it very well could be um, because we know that when we're pregnant, our immune systems are compromised and not as strong. So I am grateful, but I am... Also, exhausted, and I'm sitting here doing my devotionals. Uh, My sister and I do a devotional on YouTube or YouTube. I can't even talk today on YouVersion together, which is really awesome. We're, um, you know, 800 miles apart, but we're able to still do like Bible study together and devotionals together um, that we do on YouVersion. We've been doing this for months now, um, and it's really cool. So, That we're just like helping each other grow in faith, um, and we're doing uh, we're doing Bible study together. So I was doing my devotionals with her, and I'm like, oh my goodness! I looked at the time; I didn't even do Mom's prayer this morning. So I apologize. My head is just all different places. Um, This week is crazy for me. I have two parent teacher conferences. Uh, My husband has surgery tomorrow. So all of those of you who are listening, who um, are praying, uh, mamas, who are praying women, uh, my prayer warrior friends, please be praying for my husband tomorrow. Uh, Pray that our kids, like we don't even know what time surgery is at yet. You know how that goes. They do not make it easy for parents. We don't have family where we live. Um, They're over an hour away and everybody works. So, I, uh, my husband's surgery is 45 minutes away. If it's like first thing in the morning, I have to bring a kid with me and I have to drop another kid off at my friend's house, luckily. Um, and she will, uh, bring him to school for me, my oldest, but man, like we are hoping and praying that it's at like eight or nine o'clock because then we can put my big kid on the bus, drop the other one off at daycare Um, and, you know, make it to my husband's surgery on time. So a seven o'clock in the morning thing, I have to bring my three-year-old with us because we have nowhere to, to bring him. So, um, it's just, it's just a lot going on. And then we have Thanksgiving. I have a lot going on in grad school this week. It's the busiest week of grad school for me, um, so far, and it's the week of a holiday. So I'm not sure why they do that, but um, just a lot of moving parts. And then the kids are home for more than half of the week. Uh, so it's just a lot of things. I have a doctor's appointment today. Um, there's just a lot going on, most of which I would not have scheduled myself all in the same week. So it's just a lot, right? And I know that some moms can relate. It's just. You just feel like, oh, man, my head is spinning. I've got all these things to do. I'm not feeling the greatest. Uh, Now I feel like I have a head cold, which I was feeling really great the other day. Had, like, the flu symptoms and stuff on and off last week. Uh, Again, very, very mild, and now I feel like I have a head cold. So my headache is back. I'm congested. Um, I have a a terrible cough that... um, seems to be worse at night. So it's just all the things <laughs> this week, right? And I know I'm I'm telling you this because I'm the I go through the same things every other mom goes through that's listening and that listens to my podcast and that I work with. Um we all go through these struggles. We all go through these times of like, oh my goodness, like it's just one thing after another. Oh, and our dishwasher broke. Um, as I was making a turkey dinner yesterday, I was like, I don't know that I would have been making all this food if I knew I was going to have a dishwasher. Uh, luxury living, right, ladies? Because not everybody has a dishwasher. I'm like telling um, somebody yesterday, or I was going to tell my sister who does not have a dishwasher that my dishwasher broke. And then I was like, she's not going to have any sympathy for me. She doesn't even have a dishwasher. <laughs> so, um but luckily, my husband is very, very handy. It's not like uh, he is can fix pretty much anything that can be fixable. So we ordered a part for it uh, that was like $75 that should be coming tomorrow. So we are praying that it is uh, the motherboard that needs to be replaced. And um, that seems to be what the problem is. And we can just replace it. And we can move on. Uh, and that... I think it's like the control panel of the whole dishwasher. So, um, if we can replace that for cheaper than to buy a new dishwasher for what, like a thousand dollars, that's gonna be awesome. Um, so it's just, <laughs> you know, you just have these things that just happen, like one after o- one after the other, right? And just all of these things, um, and you just, even if you're getting rest, you just feel exhausted, right? You're emotionally exhausted. You're mentally exhausted. And we just feel these things in our lives. And these are the times where we really need to just lean into Jesus and just ask him to help give our souls rest because that's what he means when he says that uh, you know his yoke is easy and that he's going to give us rest. And I can't even think of how that verse goes right now totally um, like verbatim to repeat it um, but I'm pretty sure it's in Matthew don't quote me on that again I'm exhausted I'm tired I'm not the best at memory verses or memorizing verses but um, I do know the ones I really study a lot for the most part but my brain with pregnancy and being uh, a little under the weather myself is not functioning that well but This is when, uh, and when he says that, he is talking about giving our souls rest. And I think that when our souls have rest, and this is just a personal opinion of mine, I think that we're able to find rest in other areas of our lives um, when we're struggling. So like when we experience rest in our souls, when we ask Jesus to just give us strength and take over and to give us that rest and to make... um, it just help us to get through I was going to say make it easy but it's that's not something he promises to do he he promises to be there for us through the hard times um and to help us get through them and and in those times that are just more trying in our lives so we have to just remember that this is a season it's going to pass I'm grateful that um my kids are better that they have gotten better that they weren't one of the kids that ended up in the hospital, right? And that um, they uh, their immune systems fight off things rather quickly, um, especially because <coughs> we have all had pretty much every symptom. And again, mine was very, very mild, especially compared to theirs. But I think theirs was mild even still. Um, but They had every symptom of the flu, uh, which we didn't go get them tested. They did see a doctor uh, virtually. Um, I have a title care machine. It's the most amazing investment I have ever invested in because I can literally do a doctor's visit from home, and they can still check everything, even their lungs. So um, last year, our doctor's office was not seeing anybody with a fever. Uh, This year, I just found out like two days ago on Friday or three days ago, that they will see you with a fever now so that's good news that's I feel like the purpose of the doctors one of the major major ones right is that you go there when you're sick Um, but it was a lot last year my kids were sick a lot Um, and uh, I couldn't bring them to the doctor when that I don't bring my kids to the doctor for every little thing Um, it's when they're really sick right so like they wouldn't see them when they needed to go. Um, and it was super frustrating and have to bring them to urgent care, which there is not one very close to us about a half hour away is the closest. Um, when their doctor's office is less than 10 minutes away. Um, so, but they didn't have any visits on Friday and I did end up bringing my oldest to the doctor because his throat was getting worse. Um, and he could barely talk and they said, it's a virus. They, Asked me if I wanted tests for, you know, RSV, flu and stuff. They did a strep swab, which is really why we were there. Um, They did not take him into his doctor's office. They didn't have a visit. But they did inform me that they do see you now with a fever. um, And that I could bring him to urgent care and that I needed to bring him to get a throat swab. So um, he didn't have strep. Uh, and they, I said, you know, if you feel like you need to do those tests, then go ahead. They said, well, I mean, it's really up to you. It's just, you know, comfort care. There's not anything we're going to do. Um, it's a virus, right? So if he doesn't have strep, if it's not bacterial, then it's a virus and we're going to do comfort care. So, you know, if you don't feel the tests are necessary, I mean, he was uh he was moving in the right direction in every other way, except for his throat was still really bothering him. Um, and his fever was responding to medication. His pain was going away to medica- with medication. So I said, you know what? I don't really need the test to tell me it's one thing or the other, but I am telling you, my kids had every symptom of the flu and quite opposite. Like you can either have a dry cough or a wet cough. One of them had a wet cough. The other one had a dry cough. I had a dry cough. Um, one had vomiting. The other one had diarrhea, um, and some vomiting, but one was vomiting a lot. Um, and then the other one vomited once and then had diarrhea. Both of them, I think did have some yucky poos, but I'm just rambling on and on ladies now and we're not even doing prayer. So I'm very, very sorry (laughs) for my rambles. I just, uh, yeah, they had definitely, we had the flu symptoms and I'm convinced that we had the flu and, um, it's hard when you're sick and you're tired and your kids aren't sleeping and you're not getting rest and you're feeling, uh, under the weather too. Um, and then you have all these other things. Like we really were like, oh my goodness, like shoving vitamin C and zinc um, down my husband's throat because (laughs) that sounds so bad. I'm like shoving it down his throat. No, he he was like, what do I do? I cannot get sick. I need the surgery. It's already been rescheduled. He's suffering and struggling. Um, He has a torn meniscus. It's been torn since September or really the end of August. Um, So he... Had surgery for uh, November 8th, I think it was originally supposed to be, and they canceled it and rescheduled it for the 22nd. So he's like, I cannot get this rescheduled again. The tear is so bad that they can't repair it. They have to remove it completely. So just to give you an idea, and this guy does physical labor every single day and has been going to work um, with this torn meniscus. Luckily, he has a really good boss, um, and he's been... Working with him, and he hasn't been doing like super tough labor where it's like putting a lot of pressure on his knee. Um, but he's had to take some days off because of just pushing himself and him not being able to walk um, and needing crutches for a day, or just really uh, has learned what to do and how to rest it. Um, and so that he can walk the next day. But we really, he needs this surgery done. Um, and uh, we it's just, you know, you've got all these worries and all these things and, and and it's just difficult, right? It's just, it's just difficult. So I know I'm not the only mom here. I know I'm not the only mom who's listening. I just rambled for 20 minutes, but I just wanted to say like, I'm just like everybody else and, and we all go through these struggles and you might be thinking as I'm talking like, man, I'm going through something similar or the same exact thing or uh, my kid's been sick for weeks and I just really don't even know what I'm going to do with myself anymore. We can find that rest in Jesus. If you have time today, just take some time to just pray and ask God to take over, to get you through, to give you that rest that you need. And maybe it is physical rest. Maybe you do need to just lay down for 20 minutes or for an hour or whatever it is and close your eyes, maybe we need to say, you know what, maybe my house is driving me crazy because it's a mess right now. Um, can anybody else relate to that? Because holy moly, I have not been able to do anything in my house, I feel like, or the bare minimum for like two weeks because my kids have been, you know, kids are needy when they're sick. Um, and that's, I'm not judging it. It's just, this is what it is, right? That's just how it is. So I've like done the bare minimum and my house is like driving me nuts. Right. And then everybody's home on the weekend. And then it's like, now there's four people home as opposed to two and then two dogs and a bird, um, at our house. So you could just get the drift. Like, um, it's definitely not up to my standards at all. And it's, and it's, tr- it's trying for me. But I would rather get the rest that I need (coughs) for a bit today, Um, especially while I have a little one in my belly. Um, I've had to learn to say, you know what? The house can wait. It's still going to be there. Uh, And when I really do get the energy, I will just dig in and run through and uh, be in power mode, like cleaning mode. Cause that's how I get. Um, but we have to remember that we have to take that time for us. We have to take that time to care for ourselves. And I think that when we're going through this, the first step to doing that is finding that soul rest, um, so that we can get that rest in other areas of our lives that we need to. I believe that it starts with that. So we're going to do a quick prayer. Um, and I'm so sorry, like just rambled on today about, Things, um, but the prayer today is the gift of your way. So start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Proverbs twenty uh, twenty two six is one of my favorite verses, um, and it doesn't mean like people quote this all the time and they say, "Hey, like I raise my children up in the way that they should go, and they've turned from God." and they haven't returned from him and they get bitter and they get mad about it. And I think part of the thing is, is that when we're losing that trust and faith in God, it's on God's timing. God has a plan. It's his will. And you know what? Our kids have free will. We have to make sure that we're doing the best that we can for our kids. And to speak into that a little further without getting so controversial, because it is controversial. I feel like this is a controversial verse, but I think we also have to ask ourselves, uh, without like going to a place of like judgment or shame, and I don't say this, to be that way, but sometimes there's things in our own lives that we think that we're raising up our child in the way that they should go. Um, we're doing all the things. We're bringing them to church and Awana, and we're doing the things, but then at home, we're dealing with an uh, emotional storm and not teaching our kids um, emotional autonomy um, and... Growing certain things in them, or we're struggling with certain things in our lives, and our kids see that and I can just say that there were things that were happening growing up in my life um and things that have happened and i'm not I'm not saying it, this isn't about my parents, it's not what I'm saying, but just like things that happened in my life and and um things that were going on even in in the church that I was raised in um and uh, me saying, okay, but I'm hearing that I need to be perfect, but all of these things and all of these people around me are not perfect. And, um, there was a lot of shame in me thinking that I had to be perfect. And then as I grew older saying, wait a minute, this is, this is, this isn't true. This isn't, this is, this is hypocritical, right? Um, and I became bitter about a lot of things um because of the things that I saw and experienced um and that were modeled to me and and that I observed that were not uh, that were not the way that I was being told that I needed to behave or I needed to be, and I don't remember being taught about grace. Um, there was just a lot of shame and judgment being thrown at me about how I was living or how I was behaving, but there was no accountability. And I think that if the accountability was there, um, and, and I was taught about grace and about the struggle that we all have because we're all subject to sin, right? Um, we all have those areas of struggles in our lives that are harder for each and every one of us, um, but if if we're transparent about those things especially with our kids and say like hey like this is I'm struggling here and I shouldn't have done this or this shouldn't be something that this is something that I'm working on with God um and in God's timing he's going to he's going to he he's going to help me overcome this and I believe that and I trust that and I have faith in that um but a lot of times as parents we're We're turning our heads. We're just trying to teach our kids to be these perfect people. um, And we're turning our heads to the areas of imperfection that we need to work on in ourselves. And I think that in a lot of ways, and I can tell you from personal experience, that turned me away from God for a long time. Um, Not totally. I mean, I still believed in God. I wasn't mad at him. Um I still prayed at nighttime and and throughout the day. Uh I wouldn't say I was like deep in faith or prayer or anything, but I still had some sort of a distant relationship with God. I still believed, I still valued him and appreciated him um in a sense. Not the way that I should have. Um but um he was pulling on my heartstrings for sure, but there were a lot of things that happened around me that turned me away from the Christian life. Um, and I think that we can not intentionally uh, do that with our kids and the kids in our lives, that we can turn them away instead of bringing them towards Jesus. And I think we have to be very careful of uh, not wanting to do that. And I, and I can say, um, and I think it would be okay for me to say that my sisters also turned away um, from that life for very similar reasons to me uh, that I did. And I think that we can unintentionally turn our children away from God and away from Christ. Um, and not saying that that's on the parents. I think it's it's environment and it's about a lot of things that we expose our kids to. So I think uh, we do the best that we can. There's grace um, and forgiveness and mercy, but we have to teach that to our kids too and not just say, oh, like this is something God extends to us. Um, we need to also extend that to others. And I think sometimes we miss that as parents. And um, I think that when our kids do turn away, sometimes we become judging, we write them off. We say, if this is the life you're going to choose, then don't come back to my house. Many of us uh, in the Christian uh, community have done that to our children, um, either in the past or we're doing it now. I'm not necessarily saying anybody who's listening here, Um, but I know people who have done that with their kids because their child uh, has premarital sex or is, you know, gay or is walking down a path that they wouldn't want for them but again we need to extend those same things that god extends to us to the people in our lives writing them off shaming them judging them is going to turn them away from god because that's not the character of god god isn't doing that to us god is loving us anyway and god is giving us mercy god is giving us grace And if we love our kids and we show them the character of Christ and we draw them near to Christ, then I believe that that's how, when they're old, they will not turn from it. You have paved the path and set the stones. And if we're turning away from them when they go through these uh, areas of struggle and finding themselves. Um, and we're not handling that appropriately. And let me just tell you, in some fashion, every adolescent is going to go through that. Every adolescent is going to go through uh, some sort of a rebellion phase, some sort of uh, that we would think is a rebellion phase. Um, and may, and maybe it is. We is. Uh, they're more prone to it at that age and um, and during that time. And if we are not Handling that (coughs) in a gentle and strategic manner, we can turn our kids away from God and we can turn our kids away from us. Um, And I feel like we're trying to control so that our kids are making the right decisions. And in the meantime, uh, we don't even know that we're pushing them away. We're pushing them away from God. We're pushing them away from ourselves. We're closing the doors for communication um, and we're not sharing our, vulnerabilities and transparencies with our kids. And I think that, uh, that's a disservice to our children. That's a disservice to us. And it's a disservice to God. I think we need to still display Christ-like character, um, and the fruits of the spirit as our kids are going through those times. So, um, I am grateful for finding the way, your way, during my life. The journey hasn't all taken place along smooth paved roads, isn't that true? But I'm thankful for the rough terrain of detours because I learned about your grace through even Uh, Each twist and turn. Now, Lord, I have my heart turned towards you, and I can't imagine even again wandering in a different direction. This sense of devotion I have translates into a sense of hope for my children. As a mom, I've been able to share your truths and absolute goodness. In the depths of my heart, I know this foundation will always be the safe place for them to stand to be near you. My children, even when older and world-weary, will be able to find a solid footing on your word and in your way. And I believe that us praying for our children will help them. Uh and and doing strategic chair uh chairs prayers. Uh, Stormy O'Martian uh has great books for praying for our kids strategically. Um and uh she prays, writes up a prayer in the beginning of the year for each of her kids. Um, and that she just feels, and I'm sure she does more prayers throughout her kids, but like really thinks like, okay, this year I'm going to really strategically be praying about these things for my children because I believe this is what this one needs. and, And my information on that is a little rusty, but her books are amazing. Um, and, she is really big into strategic prayer and those books are so, so good. So I would encourage you to get those books and and to write blessings for your kids, write prayers for your kids or speak them, um, whatever you want to do, record them, voice record them, whatever, uh, or audio record them, whatever it is that you want to do and feel called to do. But uh, I think being very strategic in prayer and and, and uh, intercessor prayers for our kids and and just all of these things continuously, um, and it's going to help us get there and help our kids to come back to God when they walk away. Cause some of us do. And I came back, um, my sisters in some fashion have come back and they're exploring that. Um, and, and, and we totally turned away for a while. We said, we don't want to ever step foot in a church again, if this is how it's going to be. And this is, this is life. Um, And because we're struggling and because we've had hardship and trauma, that our church is going to uh, treat us the way that it did and and turn away from us is that's how we felt. Um, And it was a disservice to us as children. And I'm not saying, oh, I hate the church or anything. There's a lot of people there that I love. Um, But I do believe that it was, uh, we could have been loved better, um, especially as kids who were struggling from trauma instead of uh, our backs, uh, instead of backs being turned. We weren't taught love and grace. That's not what we were taught um, from there. And my one sister doesn't even want to step foot in that church ever again. We had to go there for a funeral, um, and she d- said, I don't want to go. I don't ever want to step foot in that place ever again. Um, and she did go, and I'm grateful for that. <laughs> But uh, it was hard for her, and she was not feeling it. She was bitter about it, Um, and I spent many years uh, feeling the same way. So um, we have to remember to give grace, compassion, uh, love. You love anyway. Those kids that are struggling, they need the most love. They need the most grace. They need the most mercy. They need the most good people fighting for them and in their corner and not turning their backs and judging and shaming them. Um, And that's what we need to do for our kids because that's what brings our kids back. What's different about my mom that she loves me so much that she's going to drop all the 99 things in her life and chase after me and love me and be like Jesus and leave all the other sheep, and she's going to chase after me, right? We can be like Jesus. We can say nothing else matters in our lives, but my child, and I'm going to do that right. And I'm going to do right by them. Even if I feel like they're on the totally wrong path, I'm going to love them anyway. I'm going to give them grace. I'm going to be a reflection of Christ in their lives. That's what's going to draw them near, not chasing them away and shaming them and telling them all the things that are going to put them in hell. It's That's not how we draw people to Christ. So dear Heavenly Father, I just come before you today and I just uh, love that we're able to just gather in your throne room, Lord, and just sit at your feet and just thank you for every single thing that you have blessed us with in our lives. Yesterday we had a family meeting in our house, uh, as we often do. It doesn't always happen on Sundays, but um, we had a family meeting and we... I said, let's talk about the things that we're grateful for. We have had a lot of things, and I reminded my family that we've had a lot of things happen in our lives over the past six to eight months. I lost my job. Uh, you know, my husband needs surgery. Um, just a lot of a lot of things. A lot of things that we can say. Oh man, this really stinks and. We can focus on all the negative that's there because there is negative there. I'm not sitting there and saying, oh, like these things have happened and they haven't been tragic or, um, or you know, whatever. But we've looked at the positives. Focus on the blessings because there's blessings here too. Even though I lost my job and we took a big financial hit in our family that we're still working through and still navigating and still feeling in our lives, I'm here for my kids when my kids need me. I was here to be with my kids all summer. I'm here for my children. I'm able to be here for them when they're sick, fully take care of them when they're sick, and not just working and having them sit in my office while I'm working while they're sick and or in their room across the hall but I'm able to be present for them. And that's more important than any income, especially during the times of their lives where it's really important. (laughs) I believe having a parent present in your children's lives is important all the way through their time at home with us. Um, And I just want every mom here, despite the things that she's going through, I'm not saying don't acknowledge that they're hard. Of course they're hard. We all go through seasons of exhaustion and difficulty, but see where you can find the blessing. Lord, I just pray that every mom sees where she can find the blessing because there is a blessing in each hardship. There is something good, and if we can't find the good, Lord, I just pray that you will help each mom Find the good this week in the hardships that she's going through, even if it doesn't look like there is any. I promise you there is. Every single hardship that has happened in my life, I can say even my kid's sickness over the past few weeks, I have this special time with my children, this one-on-one time. They weren't both sick together either. I had that time with each of them, even though they were sick, to get snuggles, to hold my baby uh, my three-year-old who does not just let me just hold him while he sleeps, right? Like, that's just not a thing that we do anymore. But when he's sick, he just wanted to be in my lap. He didn't want to lay down. He wanted me to hold him. You know how long it's been since I've done that? It's a blessing. Yes, this baby is sick. Yes, this baby is struggling. Yes, I'm exhausted and this is hard. But this is my blessing. That I get this special time with my kids. That I get to take care of them that I get to meet their needs, that I get to hold my baby, that I get to do special things with them, whether it's watch a movie or do highlight picture-find books with my (laughs) five-year-old. Find the blessing. The blessings are there. The good is there. And sometimes we're going through so many difficult things in our lives that it's so hard to see the good, but we have to find it. We have to focus on it. We have to say, The world could be crumbling around me, but I still get to be here right now with this blessing. Focus on the blessing. Find the good. And I just pray that each mom here is able to focus on the blessing, find the good, that we're able to find all of the things in our lives that we can be grateful for. We could have been purchasing a house uh, that was not from family and we could have not had a place to live. Um, But we were not able to purchase the house because because of me losing my job. But luckily we lived in a house that we were purchasing and it is my husband's grandparents' house and we are able to still stay here and rent it. And every month we have said, I don't know how we're gonna pay all these bills. And uh and, and some of them were late at times. <coughs> but we have we have gotten caught up for now. Um, and God has made it happen every single month. God has provided and made a way for us and has blessed us because we're trusting him. And I just keep saying, I don't know what your plan is, I don't know what's next, but I know you're gonna provide for us because you. Take care of the the sparrows. You provide for the animals and the birds. How much more are you going to take care of us? I know that. I've lived that truth in my life over and over again. And I know that you provide, God. Please help each mom realize that no matter what they're going through, that you are our provider, that you are our healer, that you are our strength, our safety, our protector. You are a God who we can trust and makes good on his promises and a God that is never changing. You are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Lord, you're already there. You already see what's ahead. And I just pray that each mom is able to just trust you fully and completely that you're going to care for her, that you're going to care for her family, that you're going to meet her needs I just pray that you are with our children and each and every one of us as we maybe travel or have people come to our houses this week. um, I just pray that this is a time of thanksgiving, of gratefulness, of focusing on all of the good and the blessings in our lives, even if they're hard to see. I pray that you put each and every one of those blessings and each of our hearts to help us to just focus on those things that we can be grateful for. You do such amazing things in our lives and it's so easy to focus on the negative and the bad and to miss the good that you're doing, to miss the blessings that you're also giving us. And a lot of times they are too small for us to see um, against the circumstances in our lives. I'm not saying that your blessings are small because they're huge. If, but when we're focused on all the negative, they just seem so small. It's hard to find, but having unconditional time and and just uh, focusing on the time that I get to have with my children, instead of on the negative that's happening, even despite it, right? I. Can say, oh my goodness, my kids are home and they're sick and this is hard. And I'm sure that over the past few weeks I have said that. Like, man, this is just hard. I'm glad everybody's where they need to be for a day. I can like regroup and get some stuff done and maybe just take some time to rest before I have a million things to do starting at 11 o'clock. But... I wouldn't trade that time I've had with my kids for anything. It's a blessing. And I would miss the blessing if I was so focused on all of the things I haven't been able to do or all of the ways I'm so exhausted, right? I can acknowledge those things and say, yes, it's been difficult. Um, That was my dog, not me. Or I can say, thank you. Thank you for this time with my kids. Because you want to know what? I've had three health scares over the past year and a half. All scares that I've had to get tests to make sure that I don't have cancer. One pending. Um, And I haven't talked about that. Um, It's just something that we're watching right now. Um, But what if that did happen in my life? What if... After I have this baby, I go and get those tests and they do find something. Now I'm praying against that. I'm not focusing on that. I'm not afraid of that. If I focus on it, I am. But I'm focusing on God. But what if that is my fate? We don't know that. I don't know if it is or it isn't. I hope it isn't, especially because I'm about to have another baby. And I'm not saying that to say, poor me or anything. I'm just saying that if I'm focusing on the negative and I'm focusing on not, uh, the wonderful blessings that I get to have this time with my kids, no matter how God provides it to me. And I'm just saying, man, I just wish they were at school. I just wish that everybody was where they were supposed to be. I'm behind in homework. I'm have all these things to do. What if this is the time that I have with them and I'm wasting it focusing on being negative and focusing on all the ways that it's hard instead of saying, hey, this is this special quality time I have with my kids that I'm never going to get back. Even if I'm not sick. Um, and I think I'm probably okay, but it is still something that we're watching and and we're we're looking at and and being very cautious over, especially during this pregnancy um, even if I'm totally fine, I still will never get that time back, but time is a blessing, and it's also a thief, and we have to look at the ways that we can be grateful. So God, I just pray that we focus on the blessings, that we focus on the gratefulness, that we are able to come to you this week and just say, thank you, God. Thank you for the time I get to spend with my kids, even if they're sick. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity and the privilege to be the person who gets to love and take care of them. I'm here, I get to be present for them. I get to take care of them. I had to cancel things last week that I had going on because they said, I need to take care of my boy. That's what's more important. And because of what I do, because I'm a family and parent educator and I work with families and moms and other family and parent educators, people understand. Um, And if they didn't, I wouldn't have rescheduled that call with her. If she was like, oh, you're wasting my time and I don't understand, we would have never, ever moved forward. She would never have been on my podcast, not because I'm holier than her, but because those are the people that I need to understand. I need you to understand that things happen in life and my kids get sick, and I need you to be graceful um, and to be understanding. And she was, and that's the type of people that I surround myself with. Um, And if that's not the type of person um, that I'm working with, and I can't, I can't work with you <laughs> because it defeats the purpose, right, of having these amazing people in our lives that are understanding, um, and it's and and say yes, your your kids are more important, and I understand that. So God, I just pray that you keep everybody healthy. Um, especially this week, that we're just able to enjoy our families, that we're able to find all of the things to be grateful for, that we're able to um, just focus on the blessings. And I, and I just want to acknowledge those. I just feel like you just put on my heart, and before we go, because this is the longest prayer I've ever done in uh, chat uh, for whatever reason, but I just want to acknowledge those that struggle through the holidays, Lord. I just pray that you just bring joy to their lives, that you help them to see that there are blessings um, and there is good there, and to to show them where that is. If there's somebody that you have to bring into their life to help, th- uh, to help show them that, to just love on them, Lord. People go through difficult, difficult times this time of year. My husband's getting surgery this week, uh, like I said. And his dad also passed. Um, This is a hard week for him. So he's dealing with emotions of um, just extreme loss and hurt. He struggles this time of year. This is a time of year where he really has a hard time. He doesn't say that, but it's written all over him. You can see his heartache, his pain. Um, You could just see uh, you just never get over losing a loved one ever. You have phases of being okay or what your definition of okay is. And then it comes in waves and you just see something or, you know, uh, Thanksgiving, I'm sure for my husband, is hard for him to find those things, right? Because the day after Thanksgiving, every year he's reminded, this is when I lost my dad. And it's not the same day every year because um, Thanksgiving is different every year, but that's That's the association for him. And there's others of us here who struggle through the holidays because they've lost a loved one or because they don't have family or because of whatever reason is a trigger of times that are just hard and sadness. And we can go into a depression and holidays are not happy and joyful for everybody. And I understand that and I acknowledge that. And I just ask that you are with those that go through that every year, Lord. There are moms here that are listening that do not have people to go see, that do not have family to go be with. I ask that you give them a family. I ask that somebody invites them and that they take the invitation and that they are reminded that there are blessings in their lives, that there are those who love them, that you provide for the orphan, that you provide for the oppressed, that you provide for the widow, that you provide for the heartbroken that you draw near to them, that you use people here on earth to provide for them and to love them and to let them know that they're not alone. And I just pray that you provide for each and every one of those Uh, People that are listening, that if they struggle through the holidays, if they're having a hard time, that you are going to help them and you're going to draw near to them and you're going to just help them to find the good, even if they've never found it before, that this is the time where you're going to show them the good things in their lives. Lord, I just pray that you provide them. Uh, just with, uh, I just pray against their protect, uh, their, I just pray against depression. I pray, uh, for lots of sunny days, even if the sun is not shining for people this holiday season. Um, especially those who don't always have good holiday times. Holidays for me are joyful, um, For the most part, I did lose my father-in-law, which always hits me. Um, When I was just talking about it, I was tearing up, holding back tears because I love him. Um, And I'm sure it's harder for my husband because it's his parent. But I also lost my grandma um, right before Thanksgiving. So I have a time of loss. It always makes me think of losing those two people in my life who I loved Um, and it doesn't get easier without them here. Like I said, it hits you like waves. And I've learned to focus on the blessings. If I focus on those things, this could be a terrible week for me. Um, but I focus on the blessings. I focus on getting to go to my mother-in-law's house and being with our big, happy family, um, and laughing and, and just being with those that we love. And, and being able to just spend time and with them and I and I just thank you for that lord and I just thank you for every mama here I pray that you provide her whatever it is that she needs this week I know that you um you know each and every one of our hearts and our needs even before we do you know what I need today before I do you know what I need this week before I do um and I can think I need all these things I need to get all these things done off my checklist, right? Um, and I need to get all, through all of these things. But it's more than that. You know what I need in the depths of my heart, in the depths of my soul. You know what it is I need to get through those things. Maybe it's a song. Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's taking a break and having coffee with a friend, even though I can't even imagine doing that this week, and I probably won't. But I'm just saying, if that's what I need, you're going to provide it because I believe And I trust that you are going to provide each and every one of my needs and each and every one of the needs for each mom here. Lord, I just pray for each mom. I just pray that you give her what it is that she needs and her family this week. I pray that you, even if she's busy cooking for everybody, that you help her to do that with a joyful heart and to just be so excited that she gets to show her love through, um, through uh, serving her family this week, food, and, and, uh, and that you just help it to not be a stressful time or a depressing time, but that it would be a time of gratefulness and love. I just pray these things, Lord Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Mamas, this was the longest uh, prayer meeting talk That I have ever done on the show. I thank you for those of you who have stuck with me. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I just feel it on my heart to just chat and to just talk about things, not because I'm like, oh, I need to get this off my chest. Yeah, it feels good to do that as well. But sometimes I just think, hey, like this is something that I feel led to talk about today. And there's a mama here that needs to hear it because Maybe you're not going through the exact same thing, but you're going through something similar. Um, and And we need to be transparent and talk about those things. So I love each and every one of you mamas. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And I hope you're able to focus on the blessings and the grateful things in your life, especially all of the wonderful things that God does, because it's very easy for us to miss the blessings but they're there. I promise you they're there. I've had a lot of hardship over the past year um, and I can focus on that. And there was a time where I did. Let me tell you, there was a time where I was more fair weathered than I was uh, really living and acting out my faith because there was just so much distractions and so many things going on in my life that I just it was so hard for me to focus on God. Um, and then when I said, no, I need to focus on God and God was really like, Brita, focus on me. Um, Let me help you. Draw near to me. I'm the one where you can find rest. God reminded me of all those things I have to be grateful for. Until next week, Mama.